No, I want to read. Oh, let me read. Let me read this one. Yeah, I want to read Jasper's. Okay, Jasper. I listen to every Sharp End podcast while drifting off to sleep. Somehow my subconscious sacks in the knowledge so I can learn from mistakes and continue to be safe outside. You listen to it when you drift, drift off to sleep. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Ashley with the Sharp Bend Podcast here. I am here with Dustin H. James with Podboarder, and we're here to talk to you about the February 2021 survey results. Welcome to the show, Dustin. Thanks, Ashley. It's great to be here. It's been really amazing to start working with you uh, since December. Now, I know you were most recently up in Alaska flying around in ski planes and touring around on glaciers, but now you're not in Alaska. I see some curtains behind you. Are you in a hotel room? Uh, yes, I, yeah, this early spring or this early winter in Alaska was super awesome. We got tons of snow. So I did a lot of sled skiing, ski touring and plane skiing, uh, in, in January and February. And, and then I just got deployed by FEMA and Adventure Medics to Arizona about five days ago. So mid February, and I've been here giving the COVID vaccine. So yes, I'm in a hotel and I work in about an hour and you hear dogs barking or cars passing. Sorry about that. That's just hotel life, I guess. Hotel life. So what's hotel it like uh, administering vaccines every day? Oh, it's, it's interesting. I'm meeting a lot of really cool people. Yesterday I met a pilot, a lot of elderly couples that are super in love and have really cute stories. Um, but it's pretty intense and it's really fast paced. I'm on my feet all day. We're outside all day. So I have a bit of a, a sunburn. Um, but yeah, it feels pretty rewarding to be out here doing what I'm doing. Do you ever uh, drop your podcast to him, you know, try and gain some listeners? Uh, I saw a guy yesterday wearing, a, he had a cam on his shirt, a climbing cam on his shirt. And so I asked him, hey, do you climb? And he said, yeah, I climb. And I said, oh, have you ever heard of the Sharp End podcast? And he said, actually, yeah, I have. And I said, that's me. So that was, that was kind of fun. But I try not to, I try not to drop the podcast too much when I'm at work kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah, totally. You don't want to claim too hard. Yeah. You know, I've been started working with you in the sharp end in December. And the idea here is to really start engaging with the audience, you know, seeing what we can do to take what is already a great podcast with an amazing audience. And so that's what the idea behind this survey was for. As we look to do these things, I always want to make sure we're thinking about the audience first. And so I'm new to the podcast and to your audience. So this has been a great way for me to get to know who's listening, because in our analytics, we can't really tell that many details about a person other than what device they're listening on and where they're tuning in from. So this survey is a great way for us to get to know. I mean, Ashley, what did you think about some of the results and, and some of the questions and information? I was pretty impressed, honestly. Uh, I was really impressed with how many people filled out the survey, and I was really impressed with how much support people want to give me through the podcast. Why don't you explain, because the survey is still running, how the listeners of The Sharp End can take it and then what they get if they take it. Okay, uh, yeah, you have the till the end of February to fill out the survey, and you can find the link to the survey in the show notes. We're giving away three different prizes for people who, you know, I'll do, I'll do a drawing at the end of the month and I'll announce the winners. There'll be three winners during the March 1st episode. 
uh, so you still have some time to fill out the survey if you if you if you want to. Uh, but the three prizes are a one-year membership to the American Alpine Club. That's the first. The second are two Rocky Talkies, uh, which are awesome. I have a pair. And then the third is a prize pack from Assesso Hemp, uh, which is really awesome CBD products. When I tore my um, my hamstring in December, I think I used uh, the the CBD salves every single day, and I feel like those really helped me recover. Yeah, I mean, CBD has helped me recover from muscle injuries a couple times. You said those radios have been crushing it. They don't die. They last for a super long time. I mean, you were recently touring across glaciers. What pocket do you keep your radio in? That's something I'm always curious about, what people choose for their pockets. Yeah, I actually don't use a pocket. The The Rocky Talkies come with a Mamu carabiner. So I just clip the Rocky Talkie right on my backpack strap and it hangs just right here. And it, the, the carabiner is pretty small, so it doesn't flop around at all. And it's just, it's getting hammered with the elements all day, every day when I'm sled skiing and plane skiing and ski touring um, and single digit temps in Alaska. And I didn't turn my radio off for five days and it was pretty moderate use actually for those five days uh, with all the activities that I was doing and my battery only went down to 71%. So I've been really impressed with these radios. So I hope whoever wins them is stoked too. Right. And it managed to hang on when you tomahawked a thousand feet down the run. I didn't tomahawk a thousand feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd like to see that though. All right, let's get into the survey. Let's go through some of the, some of the responses, some of the answers. Let's figure out what, you know, who these people are and, uh, what they think about the sharp end. Right. So, I've got the survey results here. It's still being filled out, but we've got, what, like 180 responses roughly, I think. Is that what we have? Yeah, that's that's so cool. Thanks, 180 people. <laughs> I think so. Let's see here. In uh, 184 and a completion rate of 76%, which from what I understand is uh, pretty good for a, for a survey. It's a good completion rate, you know? So thank you to the Sharp End listeners. Okay, so how much time do the listeners spend in the outdoors, Ashley? And it seems based on their responses, a lot. Mm -hmm. 78% are weekly, 13% go out at least once a month. So that's like 90% uh, of the listeners are in the outdoors at least once a month. What do you think about that? It's classic. It's awesome. Get outside. Get outside. They are, apparently. Mm -hmm. So they're active in the outdoors. 50% classify themselves as weekend warriors. And 37% have classified themselves as advanced recreation. You know, multi-day trips, a little bit more expertise required. So you've got kind of your like general recreationalist outdoors person and someone who's taking it a little bit further. And not too many people that are uh, beginners are taking classes. So what do you think about that? Do you want more beginners? Do you want to reach more people that are possibly thinking about the outdoors? And does your content really... Can they step in and listen to your show if they're brand new to climbing or touring? Yeah, I want to be as inclusive with the show as possible. And and I think, yeah, beginners can certainly listen to the show because I think anybody can listen to the show, whether you're an expert or you're, whether you're a beginner, because it's all about lessons learned. So if, you, if you're never ever and you're thinking about getting into backpacking or climbing or ice climbing, this is a great place to start because you're, you're already learning about what not to do. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, some of the stories, even if you've never hiked around glaciers or, you know, uh, belayed somebody, you can still, there's still some entertainment value there and some lessons learned. I mean, something yeah. big I've been trying to do is what lessons can I take that we learn in the backcountry that we learn in these and apply them to the rest of my life? 
Right. So anyway, moving on here, you know, age, uh, everyone is basically 25 to 44. 10% of the audience looks like they are 54 and higher. And 10% is 18 to 24. Yeah, looks like your typical uh, millennial audience. Which is me, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're I'm just 30, like me. Th- yeah, so I'm 33. I'm right in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is your most pressing need right now? We only gave people two choices, and we did have somebody respond and say, hey, you know, what if neither of those is a pressing need for me? You know, because we asked, you know, what's more important to you, education and classes or gear? And you're right. We didn't really give you tons of options, but as we're looking to work with sponsors and try and bring, you know, special deals and whatnot and stuff that will benefit the listeners of the sharp end the most, we looked at it as like, okay, do we want to try and bring more education discounts on that stuff or gear? And it looks like primarily you got 73% that view education and classes as more important, but you still got 26% that want some gear. So I think we can find some balance between that. Ashley, what do you think? Yeah, I think so too. And then you got a smart audience. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, they're really smart. 45% have a bachelor's degree, 24% a graduate degree, and 12% are PhDs. They're doctors. 80% of the listeners of the sharp end are college educated. Do you go to college, Ashley? I did. I got a four-year scholarship to Sheldon Jackson College in Sitka, which is on Bear Knife Island, and graduated with a BA in outdoor leadership. I was actually the last graduating class from Sheldon Jackson College because they went bankrupt my senior year. (laughs) That's a fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That is a fun fact. Okay, cool. You know, then we've just got some general questions about how you found out about us so we can make sure we're uh, hitting the right platforms to reach people and getting the message out there. Uh, You know, 75% of your audience listens to every episode. They're dedicated. Yeah, I, I get that a lot from uh, from fans that send in emails. They may have recently heard of the show, and then they've oftentimes binge listened to every single episode from to episode number one, which is pretty cool. And then, you know, just as far as the sponsorship questions were concerned, it seems like people are cool with you working with brands and companies and bringing stuff. They weren't really upset to hear about sponsor messages. I know when we've talked, you've... You said you didn't want to put ads in the center of the episode, what's known as a mid-roll in podcasting, because you didn't want to interrupt the story, right? Yeah, I just feel like it, it might jumble up the flow, and I, and I don't want to have to cut the, the the story and do a pause. I just feel like it's it flows a lot better for the listener and for the storyteller if I just keep it going. And oftentimes, my episodes are usually only 30 to 45 minutes long, but I would consider doing a mid-roll, but up until now, it just hasn't really been a good fit. Right. No. And that's something I appreciate about you is you're like, okay, how do we make this the best show? And you really respect your guest and their story and not wanting to throw an advertisement in there, or at least, you know, making that a priority, I think goes to show your commitment to the audience and the story. Mm-hmm. Sort of the same goes just for how many ads I, I do roll on a show. I, I don't want to be one of those podcasts that has five minutes of ads on, on each episode, uh, but I do need to get funding for the show somehow. So, and I and there are products that I really do stand behind that I um, I'm happy to 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 do ads for. So, okay, and so then we got into some questions about where we could take the podcast, things we want to do. We asked about the virtual events, something that uh that we're planning right now, Ashley. Right. So why don't you uh. Why don't you talk about that real quick, kind of where it's at and, and what's going on with that so we can at least get the buzz rolling now. 
Yeah, thanks. Well, this was an idea that I had a few months ago, and uh, you and I have talked about it for the last couple of months, and it's just sort of been uh, bubbling up to fruition in the last few weeks, which I'm really stoked about. And you, Dustin, have all the good ideas. I'm just sort of along for the ride because this is what you do for work, and I just I just want to get the interviews out. So uh, I, I do have um, a main stage that I really am hoping that he will say yes to being on the show. I haven't asked him yet, uh, but I'm hoping he'll say yes. So there'll be a main stage. And then the plan is to have sort of these these breakout rooms where the listeners can learn a lot more from that main stage event throughout the rest of the show. So or throughout the rest of the event. So um, hopefully I don't, I don't want to give actually too much away because I kind of wanted to be surprised, but anyway, I'm really excited about it. Again, there's going to be a main stage and there'll be some breakout rooms. I want to keep the cost um, fairly inexpensive. So it's more of an inclusive event for a lot of people to join. And I do want part of the proceeds to go to one of my favorite search and rescue organizations. So I hope that you all sign up for the event and it should be sometime in April. So cool. Well, you know, I want to say thank you to everyone that's filled out the survey and has, you know, this is great, valuable information. That's just going to help Ashley make the show better and in the direction it should go for the audience. Right, Ashley? Yeah. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. And if you haven't done it and you, and you have, I think it takes five minutes, um, just check out this, the, the show notes and you can find the link in there. Right. And you can also go to the sharpendpodcast.com and right at the top is a link to the survey. It takes about three minutes to fill out. But uh, let's get into the juice here. Uh, yeah, you know, the juice. We, about, <laughs> oh, about what, 10 days into the survey, you got an email and someone said, hey, why isn't there a box to leave comments? You know, why can't we give our feedback? And I was like, yeah, absolutely right, right? So we added the box and they started rolling in. I've got a list of them here. I'd like to read some of them to you and get your feedback if that's okay. Yes. Okay. And are we going to say their names or are we just going to... I think we could say first names. First names? Yeah. All right. This first one's uh, Edward. Maybe he's Eddie for short. I don't know. I don't want to assume. But here's what Edward had to say about the Sharp End podcast. I've been listening to your show since the first episode and have enjoyed it. When you record it in your van, when you're traveling, it's always great to hear about your adventures and the guests you bring on to your podcast. Keep doing what you're doing and I will continue to listen and let people know of the great show you are making. Wish you a great year and much success. Keep getting the stories so we can all learn and thank you, take care. What is this recording in your van talk? When did that happen? <laughs> I lived in a van for two years. <laughs> down by a river? Uh, so uh, sometimes my van was parked down by a river, yeah. A gal's got a shower. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. Uh, it was mostly when I was climbing really hard uh, in this, and living in the States, um, going from climbing area to climbing areas, living in a van. It was a good time in my life. And I would, you know, there's no Wi-Fi in a van and I would have to get the interview somehow, right? So I would usually just pirate Wi-Fi from a McDonald's parking lot or outside of a hotel. Just, I did what I could do to get Wi-Fi essentially out of my van when I was living in my van. <laughs> That's so funny that you said uh, McDonald's for Wi-Fi because the one guy who told me like when you're on the road, he's like a badass mountain climber basically. And he was like, hey, if you're on the road, go to McDonald's, use their Wi-Fi. You can sit in the parking lot and get it and it's high speed. So yeah, I did that a lot. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, that was Ed. Thank you, Ed, for the uh, comment. Thanks, That's Ed. pretty positive. Yeah. 
I'm going to read this one from Caleb. Just keep up the good work and keep progressing on all fronts, i.e. interview skills, editing skills, business development. It's been great to see the pod progress over the years. I also really enjoyed the recent episode where you were open, honest, and vulnerable with your answers. I know some people weren't happy with your own personal safety habits in the backcountry, and I must admit, even I was a little bit surprised, but the fact that you were willing to admit it says a lot about your character. I would venture to say that a good portion of us, if we were honest, would have to admit to similar feelings in regards to ourselves. At least I know I do all too often. Cheers. (laughs) Caleb, I mean, this is going to be a good one to dig in here, Ashley, because you did just do an episode where you kind of put yourself center as the guest. Yeah, you know, episode 60, uh, I really struggled with wanting to air that or not. And yeah, Caleb, thanks. That's good feedback. I I did decide to air it because the show is all about being vulnerable. And I'm asking people, I asked, I asked 59 people up to that point to be vulnerable. And I feel like, you know, after five years of doing the show, that was my sixth anniversary, my sixth year anniversary. And I felt like, Hey, I want my listeners to know that I'm a human. I make mistakes and I learn from them. I also want to know how it feels to be on my own show. And, and so I can, you know, really relate to my, my interviewees with that experience and be a little bit more compassionate to their, to their storytelling, but I didn't want to air it. It's totally true. And I was convinced to, and I'm glad that I did, but I have gotten some flack from it. And I think that's okay. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not perfect. And I appreciate Caleb, you saying, you know, if, if people were to look hard at themselves, that they might realize that they make mistakes too. And so that made me feel really good when I read that part of your comment. I have a a follow-up question on Caleb's comment. You know, how important is humility in the (laughs) backcountry? It's invaluable. Invaluable. Why? Why is humility invaluable? Well, you need to, you need to be able to learn from your mistakes. You need to be able to face yourself and, and, you know, and move past it. Um, that that's growth, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, there's this understanding you have to have that, that you're not perfect, that you don't know everything, you know, you, cause you have to be yeah. able to trust other people's judgments and perspective when you're out there as well. Right. And so sometimes yeah. it's humility to, and humble to be like, uh, okay, well I'm, you know, I'm going to take what you said. And even though we're, we want to make different decisions right here, you know, yours might be safer or. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Caleb, for that comment. Uh, In the end, I'm glad that I was vulnerable. In the end, I'm glad that I posted my story as episode 60 for my sixth year anniversary. So people can get to know me a little bit. And uh, if and I did get some emails saying they'll never listen to my show again. Uh, And I'm sorry to say that was the case for some folks. But I hope that people can get past that and see me as a human and see that I'm vulnerable, too. You got emails that people were like, well, now I'm never going to listen to you. Why? Because did they, do you think they lost trust in what, in your message or? I'm not sure. The emails said, not all of them, but some of them said that they expected me to, to be more safe in the backcountry or more conservative in the backcountry. And, and I am, and I am conservative in the backcountry, um, but I've made mis- some mistakes. I'm only 33 years old and I'm learning as I go as well. Okay. We got, uh. We got a comment here from Kevin. 
I find that lower quality audio from the interviewee is the main reason I fast forward through or skip episodes. I'm happy to say that this has really improved. <laughs> Kevin, me too. <laughs> uh, again, a couple comments ago about me recording in vans. I also lived in a bus for six years, so I was recording in a bus, uh, van, and hotel rooms. I mean, I've been doing this show for six years, and it's not like I'm, I've never been in the same place for longer than three months, right? So the audio quality is definitely uh, not fluent it's or it's not what sort of i'm looking for uh you're not in a studio that's going to have the no. same yeah it's, it's not going to be the same i'm recordings. currently in a hotel <laughs> right yeah so yeah yeah anyway kevin no you're totally right the the audio quality has been inconsistent at best and i apologize for that but i've been doing the best that i can with the resources that i have to get the information out and uh I'll do better. I'm trying to do better. And with Dustin here, Dustin's helping me do better. <laughs> oh, we're getting, we're going to get that audio sounding real nice and juicy, clean leveled. And, you know, just, just really nicely prepared for the listening audience, right? <laughs> like a nice dinner set out for you next to a fireplace. Doesn't that sound nice? That sounds really Let's nice, move on yeah. to Jasper. All right, Jasper. No, I want to read. Oh, let me read. You, you want to read Jasper? One. Okay. You go yeah, ahead. I want to read Jasper's. Okay, Jasper. I listen to every Sharp End podcast while drifting off to sleep. Somehow my subconscious sacks in the knowledge so I can learn from mistakes and continue to be safe outside. You listen to it when you drift, drift off to sleep. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Is this scientifically proven? Because I'm going to start falling asleep to like, you know, calculus podcasts. And then I'm going to become like a NASA <laughs> physicist. I had somebody email me, Dustin, um, about two years ago. It was a woman and she emailed me and said, hi, Ashley, I wanted to let you know that my boyfriend listens to your podcast every night when he goes to sleep. And that's okay because I love your voice too. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Welcome. This is Ashley's Sharp End Podcast. I'm going to lull you to sleep with some nightlife stories. <laughs> There he was, walking next to the crevasse, staring deep into the bottomless abyss. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, Jasper listens to my voice when he goes to sleep. That's pretty cool. Thanks, Jasper. Steven says, While I love the show, it seems like $5 a month is too much. I mean, that's how much he pays for a local paper, and even more than he pays Gaia. But it would be an easy yes at a dollar. I believe that Steven is talking about your Patreon membership and the pricing there, Ashley. I bet, yeah. Elaborate, because Steven needs a dollar level. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't have a dollar level. I think my, my lowest level is $5 because I'm a dreamer. <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah, I think $5 is fairly inexpensive. And, you know, I've been doing this for six years and it doesn't, yeah, I got to pay the bills, but, uh, you know, Steven, I'll add a dollar level for you. I'll do that. What? You're going to add, a, done. you're going to add a dollar level yeah. for Steven. Is it only for Steven, Steven or is it going to be for yeah. everybody? 
Well, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be for everybody, but because of Steven. We should just call it the Steven level. The Steven level. Yeah, let's call it the Steven level. I'll make it a dollar on, on Patreon. So check that out March 1st, because I'll, I'll make sure that happens by the end of the month. It'll call it the Steven level. And, but I, I am going to keep my higher levels uh, because I am a, I'm a dreamer. So, mm. and I'm, you know, needing, needing that support for my fans. Fan support, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this one. I remember seeing this one, and I really like this. This is from Brian. I'm going to go ahead and take this one, too, if that's okay, and I'll let you grab the next one. Okay, so this is Brian. He said, Ashley, I've been listening for several years and recommend your show often when I run into like-minded people in the outdoors. At one point backcountry skiing in Colorado, my guide mentioned she knew you. Over the years, I've learned a lot from each episode and like the easygoing balance between storytelling and lessons learned. You have a great style and energy. I appreciate your efforts to curate the stories to bring a wide range of content. I learn from every episode, but seem to prefer content from more ordinary folks that I can relate to versus the hardcore expedition type adventures. I love what you are doing and hope you don't stop. I look forward to every episode. Thanks. Well, eventually I am going to stop. <laughs> uh, one, one day I can't do it forever. Um, yeah. Thanks for that comment. Uh, ordinary folks. I, when I first started, it was a, a goal of mine to interview ordinary folks. And I, I've since interviewed two, you know, athletes, you know, Quinn Brett and then Hans Florin. I, I did interview those two folks but I, I really strive to just, you know, interview the Ashleys, you know, the Joes, the Stevens, you know, the, the normal people that are the nine to fives, you know, because that's relatable, right? You know, it's hard to relate to somebody like uh, Alex Honnold. I mean, he's a beast, you know, and, and I'm sure Alex Honnold has some close calls and some near misses and some accidents that he could all, that we would all benefit from listening to him if he, if he shared those on the Sharp End podcast. But I'm also interested in sort of the ordinary folks stories. What do you think about that, Dustin? Well, I, I was just kind of running through what you were saying there. And I'm like, okay, what makes a hardcore expedition athlete different than a recreational, you know, uh, enthusiast, right? And then what makes them the mm -hmm. same, you know? So, cause I mean, I'm sure there's some lessons, like you said, that could be taken from the people pushing the sport as far as possible. But then does that re relatability not really connect with the listener because they're like, well, I'll just never be that. So I don't know. What, what do you think? Differences and similarities between a recreational enthusiast and a superstar sponsored athlete. It, there's just a difference, you know, uh, egos. I maybe, maybe it's egos or maybe it's just, it's just drive or time, you know, time spent in the mountains. Uh, I think it could be a lot of those things or all of those things. You're absolutely right there. Actually. Because in order to become kind of at that level, you it takes a lot of dedication that people mm -hmm. who possibly have full-time jobs, careers, families, they can't put in, right? Mm -hmm. mm -mm. That's interesting, you know? But I mean, similarities, I would say, is that it could be maybe enlightening or reassuring to know that these people that are constantly glorified as the top of the sport make mistakes too. Yes. Right? Yeah. None of us are infallible. Yeah. 
maybe Stephen is because he was able to get you to lower your Patreon to a dollar. So <laughs> we got to get Stephen on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next one we got here is Cassandra. And this is, this is a really good one, actually. Ashley, thank you for creating and sharing this podcast. I have learned a lot. It keeps me stoked about the outdoors and has helped me start conversations about safety. Also, as someone fairly new to rock climbing, the amount of curiosity this show has sparked in me has helped me set new goals, research more, and strive to be better prepared overall. As a snowboarder, tree wells are something that have always been kind of scary to me. Curious to see if someone out there has a story regarding one. Also, love the new look on the website and the new sound on the podcast. Thanks again, Ashley. Thanks, Cassandra. All right, so you're teaching people things. You're keeping them stoked about the outdoors. But what sticks out to me most about this comment is where she says, it has helped me to start conversations about safety. Hmm. So that's what you're doing. You're having just a conversation about safety. That's what a podcast is. It's just a conversation between two or more people, sometimes one actually. But uh, what do you think about that? Inspiring other people to have the same conversation out there. That's the goal. The goal is to minimize future incidents by way of storytelling. You know, if I can inspire people to be more safe when they're recreating, that's my, the goal is done, right? It's, it's happening. Job well done. Thank you, Cassandra. Okay, this one, here we go, Luke. Uh, Luke says, everything has been great except the dull and disappointing episode on COVID-19. Why didn't you do better? Dustin, I didn't do an episode on COVID-19. You didn't do an episode on COVID-19 and how to stay safe through storytelling? No, I didn't do an episode on COVID-19, no. Well, what's Luke talking about? You know, the audience is never wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Ashley, if you could please apologize to Luke about your terrible COVID episode, and we'll move on. Okay. Okay. Hi, Luke. I'm really sorry about producing an episode on COVID-19. That was amazing. Luke, I, I hope that meant something to you. Max, we've got one from Max, and this one, uh, I'm looking over it. Okay, nothing about COVID. Max says, I really love the show. I've listened to almost every episode. I take and compile notes from listening and love to hear and learn from the guests. I saw that a lot of the questions in this survey were centered around ways you could benefit the listeners. Gear and training discounts are great, but the awareness you and your guests bring related to training and experience is priceless. Regardless of how you do sponsors and generate support, the content is encouraging and inspiring and I'm very thankful for what you do keep it up. Yeah, that's it's cool to hear that uh, Max is is stoked to that I'm getting supported, whatever venue I, I need to make that happen, whether that's via sponsors or a Patreon. That makes me feel really supported. And it seems to me the number one reason people are there are not for the, the coupon codes, the discounts. They're there to learn something, right? And so we're going to make sure yeah. never to lose that focus, that guiding principle, and understanding that that is the number one benefit for for the audience i don't think you're gonna forget that no that's the goal mike j yeah why don't you give this one a, a read okay uh mike says you do a fantastic job with your podcast oh thanks 
I would like to see you continue and get support from major vendors, i.e. REI, Mountain Hardware, Patagonia, Black Diamond, etc. However, I have enough going out to other subscription-based programs and trying to downsize. I do understand you need to make money to keep this afloat and hope you can get big sponsors who understand the benefit to the climate community and outdoor enthusiasts. Thanks, Mike. I also hope that somebody like REI, Mountain Hardware, Patagonia, and Black Diamond would sponsor the show. <laughs> that would be great. And I totally understand uh, that you um, have a lot of other things, other subscription-based programs going on. I totally appreciate that. Um, and just, yeah, I just donate if, you know, Patreon's there. If you feel like donating, if you don't, it's no pressure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, just by listening to the podcast, you're supporting it. Because, you know, the more numbers you have is the more worthwhile the sponsorships are for the companies, right? So just, you know, it's like, okay, maybe just tell a friend about the show next time. Right. I mean, you could even, Mike, if you can't, you know, be a Patreon or, or do a flat donation on PayPal, that's totally fine. You could also just buy a shirt from Bonfire and then by wearing that shirt to the rock climbing gym or to work or to the climbing crag, you know, people see that shirt, that sharpened shirt on, and on the back, it says play hard and be smart. My tagline, uh, people say, Oh, Hey, you listen to the sharpened or Hey, what is the sharpened? And then right there, you're supporting the show just by sparking up conversation. Cause the goal again, is to minimize future incidents. And if we can just get the word out about the show, more people will listen. And then hopefully there'll be less incidents in the future. Yeah. And can I make a special request to Mike about the shirt? Yeah. Mike, please don't commit any crimes <laughs> or felonies in the sharp end shirt. That's all we ask. You know, rock climbing gym, totally cool. <laughs> Just no crime. Nice plug. <laughs> I was, you know, I'm really trying to, but you know, cover picks. our bases here, Ashley. But if you do, Mike, picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll turn it into an episode because why not? Kelsey says, I enjoy listening from Australia when I am out hiking. Your podcast makes me feel adventurous. Love the interesting stories and people you are able to find. Keep it up. Oh, I really want to do an Australian voice right now, but they're so terrible. I, thanks, Kelsey. Yeah, I, I actually have quite a few listeners from Australia, which is which is so cool. Like, how did you all hear about the show? Down under, I got an email, a fan, a fan mail last week from someone from Tanzania, and then some more from, uh, some, some more from Europe, one from Chile. Yeah, it's just pretty cool, where, you know, where where this where the show is going and where people are listening to the show. It's pretty neat. You know, I think this is a perfect opportunity to talk about our pending plans to start a room on Clubhouse because you have always been intrigued by all, where these people are, who they yeah. are, wanting to get to know them more, the fact that they're from around the world. I mean, you probably have a lot of questions for your listeners. Tons. Yeah, I probably Tons. have more questions for my listeners than they have questions for me. <laughs> right. And so we've been trying to figure out ways. How can we engage? You know, that's what the virtual event is. How can we start this conversation between everybody, really bring them in? And then out of nowhere comes this app called Clubhouse. Uh, do you want to explain what it is, Ashley, or... Uh, I, you, you know more about it than I do, but from what I understand, I've, I've been on it the last week and it's been real, it's really cool. It, it, it's sort of a podcast app, but it's a, it's a way that, uh, you know, these speakers that are up on the top tier can pull people that are in the audience up to a speaker level where they can engage with this, with the speakers. So 
yeah, it's just a really, really cool way to engage with your listeners and your audience. It feels very inclusive to me. Totally. It's think it's like a live podcast, right? And so you just, you have the app on your phone and you open it and you're in a room and you just have your microphone turned on or off and you can just talk and everyone can hear you. And it basically becomes, yeah, a podcast that's live that can allow the audience to be a part of it. So it's a whole new way to do podcasting, I guess. I don't know. I'm pretty excited yeah. about it. Yeah. And me too. Cause I, I want to, you know, you, you and I, Dustin, I've been talking a lot about ways that we can engage with the listeners more and, and podcasting seems pretty hard to do that because I just put out an episode every first of the month and that's, and that's it. Cause with my lifestyle, I just, I, I really can't do much more than that. But with the clubhouse app, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about committing to doing one episode, one room a week, you know, sometime in the evening, which I think is pretty, it's pretty um, informal, but yeah, I think it'll be really cool. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a hangout, right? It's like people like Kelsey from Australia can talk about the unique challenges. Maybe they face, you know, their dreams about going somewhere and who knows, maybe Kelsey will be like, well, it's my dream to go to Yosemite uh, and climb. And maybe there'll be someone that is like, oh, I live in Cali come chill, kick it with me, right? These connections right. that can get made. Um, what would be the best way for people to find out, you know, when you're going to be doing clubhouses, these virtual events and stuff? Good question. Um, I'll, I'll be posting all that on my website. My, my new website that uh, Evan from Podpeak built me uh, launched on January 1st. So you can find all the events on sharpendpodcast.com or the sharpendpodcast.com. Either one, either one works. I'll also make sure I plug in every single episode that comes out and then on my Instagram as well. Just a couple more comments here. You got one here. Hey, Ashley, Rita here. I oh, Rita. Joined... I know Rita. She was, she was a, she was an interviewee on one of my shows. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I can't remember which episode. There's been 62 of them, but she, yeah, Rita. She had a close call and she was uh, vulnerable enough to share it with the world. Yeah. She says, I plan to join Patreon and support the show. So happy that you have launched out on your own. Looking forward to seeing where you can take this. Ashley, where can you take this? Five years into it. Five years, Dustin. Where can um, it go? Five years, I'll be 38, turning 39. What am I going to be? Am I going to be doing the sharp end when I'm 39? Probably. <laughs> uh, I don't know where it can go. Uh, honestly, you are the one that has the vision to, to know where it can go. I, I don't really know. I, I'm pretty timid and I just, this isn't really my industry. It's your industry. So it is I, your industry. Number one. And I'm, I, I'll just, let me jump in here. Right. Because it, it's true. I've been throwing a lot of things, showing you what the potential is to, to is to do. And we, we had this conversation a couple of days ago and I'm like, why are you doing this? What are your goals? You know, and it was nothing really about where it could go. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. about, you know, growth or money or any of that. You just said, these people say that it helps them, that they mm -hmm. learn from it and it makes it safer. And so I feel like I have to do it. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, let's, let, let's talk about that real quick. You know, this, like this, this need that you're, that you feel almost trapped. 
Do you feel trapped? Maybe that's not the best way to put it. I'm sorry, but I don't feel trapped, but yeah, it's, it's emotional and it's a lot for me to handle emotionally. Like I'm literally taking people's trauma on every month, you know? And so I, I want to keep doing it because it's so important, you know, like I, after I'm done interviewing somebody, you know, they're, they're sometimes crying to me like, wow, Ashley, that was so powerful. Thank you so much. I feel so much release after sharing that with you and just like sitting with them and giving them that space to process that event is really intense. And then, you know, for me to have to go in and like edit those interviews all month to be able to produce them to, for, for you all to listen to is just also really heavy because I'm just listening to the trauma over and over again. And it's been almost, you know, it's been six years. So, but do I want to quit? I mean, no, I don't think so. I mean, I see the value in it and it's so important to get these, to get these lessons out. Sorry, I'm crying. <laughs> just intense, you know, just thinking about the, the emotional, investment that I have in the show, um, sometimes it could overwhelm me. <laughs> oh, it's, it's all right. I mean, it's, it, it is intense to hear those the stories and you have to be there in the room, you know, whether it's virtual or not. And, and it's, it's gotta be intense to know how far to pry, how far to mm -hmm. open and where to leave it. Like, do you ever struggle mm -hmm. with that when you're in the interview? Oh yeah. Oh, totally. I I'm, you know, I just want to give these people a platform to share their experience and, and how much do I poke them? How much do I pry in their personal life? And, and how do I ask the right question? I mean, it's so much finesse to, to do these. And sometimes I'm clunky. There's no doubt. I'm a, I'm a pretty clunky? blunt, clunky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a pretty blunt person. So sometimes it comes off, doesn't come off as I want it to, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I just do the best that I can, but just giving them space to share their story. So 61 episodes, 60 interviews, uh, reliving people's trauma and yet you're still out there in the back country every day. I mean, how do you, how do you balance both those things? The fact that you've heard all these stories, you know, what can go wrong. And it's like, I mean, so much can go wrong and you're out there. Does it affect you when you're out there? Do you block it out? I mean, how does hearing these stories affect you in the back country? <laughs> That's a really good question, Dustin. Uh, well, to be truthful, I don't climb anymore. And I climbed all through my 20s and it was the thing that I did and it was the, the deep passion was climbing. Um, I mean, I lived in a van to make it happen and I don't climb anymore. And I, you know, it, living up in Alaska is kind of a result of that because all the rock we have up there is, you know, either two catch crud or hard to get to not as accessible as it is in the States. So that's part of the reason why I don't climb anymore. But another part of it is because the stress injury that I have from this podcast. 
Wow. You know, I had no idea uh, that you quit climbing and that the stress injury. So, I mean, we don't want these stories to push people away from these pursuits, right? Mm -hmm. No, that, no, no, not at all. And I hope that's not what I'm doing with, with the show. I hope I'm not scaring people by producing these episodes. I, I just want to make people safer. But you didn't take that lesson yourself. I think, you know, if I lived somewhere like Colorado, I would, I, I'm aware of the stress injury that this podcast has called me, has caused me. And I think if I lived in a place like Colorado or, you know, California where climbing was much more accessible, I would make myself go and climb just so I can break that, break through that stress injury and that psychological, um, barrier that's keeping me from this sport that I love so much. I think I would push, I think I would try and push past that. But the reality is, is living in Alaska, it's not that accessible. So it's kind of an excuse for me to give it up, I guess, which is a bummer. You know what I realized right now, kind of just in this conversation is that it's all, everything's primarily psychological. I think we're just trying to win that game, whether it's, mm -hmm. you know, recovering from incidents, right? I mean, I'm sure some of the people you've talked to have had a hard time getting back out there, mm -hmm. right? And so how much does psychology play into all this? And Huge, a huge amount. And, you know, and there are resources that I've, you know, I've, I've told people about, you know, there's the Climbing Grief Fund, American Alpine Clubs Climbing Grief Fund, and there's a Responder Alliance, which directly help those affected by outdoor trauma, they give them resources to push through those stress injuries that have, that people have from injuring themselves in the backcountry. I guess. Have you ever talked to one of your guests that you've interviewed and asked them, you know, going through this, opening up about your story, telling it, you know, to the world, you know, how has that helped you recover from the incident? Have you ever gotten feedback about that? About my personal story? No, no. Like, like when you're, if a guest comes on and opens them up and is vulnerable about their experience and then shoots it out to the entire world, you know, to hear, have you ever gotten feedback where they're like, you know, doing that has really helped me rehabilitate from the experience or oh, is mo it most of my, most of the people that I interview uh, are, are incredibly grateful and feel a lot of relief after the episode, after their, after their st story is produced on the show. And, and, you know, tens of thousands of people have listened to that episode and they know that, that, that by sharing their story, they've helped a fraction of the people maybe not have the same experience. They feel good. They feel like they were able to sort of give back to the community that they recreate in. It's pretty cool. It's, it's almost like, Hey, you know, so many bad things came from this, you know, experience, whether it's injuries, the emotional distress, it's like, this is a way to take that experience and add something positive to it, a positive mm -hmm. outcome, right? Yeah. It's cool. Well, there was a bunch more comments and I imagine that we're going to be diving deep down into them and, you know, taking them along with the data we've got from the survey to keep pushing the the ship forward right ashley yes but i want to read one more comment i do too but you go, you want me to go first or do you want to go i want to go first go this person says 
cool show. <laughs> that was my favorite comment. I was going to read it. Oh, shoot. Okay. You, okay. No. You read it. Okay. I'm going to read it. Okay. Go. Cool show. <laughs> Whoever said that. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. I have a feeling it's a guy named Dave, but I'm not sure because I just took the quote and not his name, his or her name. We'll find out later. But you know what I'd like to do, and, and maybe you're into it, is we could create some new Sharp End stickers and they just say cool show in quotes, Sharp End podcast. Would you <laughs> be into cool. that, Ashley? Yeah, I will definitely be into that. <laughs> All right, guys, be on the lookout for some cool show <laughs> stickers. Uh, Ashley, thanks for taking the time before work to go through this. You know, it's it's a lot of hard work to make this happen, but these uh, surveys really are really giving us a lot of information about who's listening, right? Yeah, and thanks, Dustin, for taking the time to sit with me. And sorry that I cried. Um, don't be so, don't be sorry. This is a podcast. You know, it's it's not supposed to be fake. Right. And thanks to all the listeners again. Uh, if you want to fill out the survey. It'll be open until the end of February. And then again, I'm going to draw the three winners and then announce those on the March 1st episode. And I'll also have the winners on my Instagram as well. Yep. So remember, that's at the Sharp End Podcast for Instagram. There's a new website, the Sharp End Podcast.com or just Sharp End Podcast. We got Clubhouse coming up. We're going to figure out, we're working with some people talking to get a room where you guys can come in. We can maybe even record it, turn it into an episode. A lot of options there. A lot of good ways for us to get feedback and bring this community together. And then a virtual event in April. Wow. There's a lot coming up, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sign us off. Let's get you to work. Okay. Bye, everybody. Great sign off. <laughs>